You're listening to Wastoids. Night Flight has always been a rite of passage, a trip of entertainment discovery old and new, an eye-opening taste of counterculture smoked with timeless jewels of artistic buds. Now we can finally get closer to that original cable TV experience we've all been missing with Night Flight Plus, an all-access membership to original episodes of Night Flight, as well as a library of hundreds of music documentaries, concert movies, sci-fi and horror cult films, public access rarities, and more weird stuff. Right now, Wastoids listeners can get $10 off an annual membership. That means access to Night Flight's library for only $29.99 a year. Head to www.nightflightplus.com backslash promo code and enter Wastoids in all caps. That's W-A-S-T-O-I-D-S in all caps. Enter promo code Wastoids at nightflightplus.com backslash promo code and get back in the days. My name is Dewan Johnson, and welcome to Waste Stories With. In this episode, I'm joined by country superstar Del Hollow. Yours truly might possess signature yellow glasses and a Manu Ginobili-like frame, with a wit and tongue and cheek bravado to match. But behind all that is a distinct voice delivered with the ease of a natural songsmith. He joined me to discuss how he linked up with mass singer Orville Peck, his love of basketball, his cover of the 2010 sensation Dancing on My Own by Robin, and his favorite Coen Brothers movies. Hey everybody, so uh, our guest today is, if you don't know, I'm pretty sure you should have figured it out. This, this guy is the greatest country singer going right now. His name's Dell Hollow. He's the head of the Hollow Heads. That's what the, yeah. all, all the, you know, the, the, the fans, that's what we call ourselves. So how's it going, my man? Oh, man, uh, way too good and better than I deserve. And uh, I always like to start off uh, any uh, interview with congratulations to you, Dewan, and to uh, Wasteoids. I'm sure this will be the uh, the biggest uh, episode you'll have yet. Uh, that's uh, what we call the Yours Truly bump. And uh, anything less is not Yours Truly's fault. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure this will at least get over at least a million, maybe 1.5 views. We'll, we'll, we'll be good. We'll be good. Yeah, and since it's a podcast, that means that the uh, the returns are really nice, better than a Spotify stream, right? Yeah, Something I heard. Like I heard they're uh, giving you pennies for uh, <laughs> for, for that stuff. Who would have thought p- pennies on the dollar sounded like you're living like a king? I heard pennies. that. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna uh, start off with probably like one of the most important uh, questions you can come up with. Uh, All right, what's your favorite Rose House, Row House quote? Oh, favorite road. <laughs> oh man, uh, I. You know it's funny. I've I have seen Roadhouse so many times. I know in in the song I say I've seen Roadhouse thirty times. I don't know how many I've actually seen it. Thirty just works from a phonetic 
standpoint, but of uh, course. I don't know. I think there's so many ridiculous points, but I think just the, uh, the, the Mr. Wesley character, the villain mm-hmm. basically is, is this so overly genteel that like anything that he does is, is supposed to be viewed as like just the depths of evil. But, uh, I can't think of anything he says, but the fact that one of the, one of the menacing things he does is he flies over the little pond between his fancy mansion and the barn that Dalton's living in yeah, and, and swings the, the propellers down to spit up some spray during, uh, I think it was during the Tai Chi session. Uh, that is the most <laughs> absurd thing. I guess my, my, my favorite quote is the always be nice, uh, quote, uh, not to be sappy or saccharine, but, uh, you know, that is that is a tenant for yours truly, and that's probably the only thing from that godforsaken movie that yours truly has taken to heart <laughs> is to always be nice. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I always tell people when they're being like rude or like uh just just flat out mean to other people, instead of getting mad at them, you just say, You're being mean. Yeah. Oh yeah. No no adult's gonna get like get over is gonna get extra mean to you. They're gonna be like, damn. A person just said you're being mean. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 for the most, you would hope an adult would not, but I, well, I, yeah. I would tell you this, I've, I bounced some of the clubs in Nashville for a while and you, you can really see the, uh, the depths of one's immaturity, uh, when you're telling someone that they're too drunk to come into a honky tonk oh, uh, for, for a karaoke <laughs> night. So, you know, you live and learn, you take your lumps along the way. I heard that. So, uh Another just little, little easy question. Uh, yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll keep it easy today. What would you say? Sure. Uh, you're like I know you play basketball. I, I, yeah, I, I see you with the, with with the eighty shorts on hooping. Hey, what listen, I, I I don't know how much longer my youth will last, so I gotta I gotta keep them legs going as long as possible. <laughs> I heard that. What would you say? Uh, your music, like if, if you had to pick a certain move. What would you say your music most represents as far as a basketball move would go? Oh man, that's a great question. And this is going to go out to the, the, uh, that nice cross section of about a dozen hollow heads and basketball fans. There out you there. go. <laughs> uh, so this is, this is for the dozen of us. Um, I, I would say a Euro step. That's gotta be it. Is, is a Euro step, you know, it's, it's semi fundamental, but, uh, at the same time, you know, you, uh, you, you see it explode across the uh, the next generation after and, and i know james harden is uh widely regarded as as one of the euro step or uh slash through kings right now but i i really have to champion uh my personal basketball hero emmanuel ginobili or as uh as charles barkley likes to say ginobili uh, manu <laughs> Manu is is the godfather of the Euro step, and I, I yours truly would like to liken myself to the Manu Ginobili of uh, of country music, where uh, I can I can be an all star if you need me to, but I can also be the sixth man of the year. By golly, I'll do whatever it takes. Is that your is the Spurs your team? <laughs> the Spurs are yours truly's team, which <laughs> for the past what <laughs> five years has been uh, pretty pretty disappointing, and and we and and if it's not apparent. They've blown up the blow up. So at, at this point, I'm all in on uh, Kelvin Johnson and uh, and uh, Jakob Pertle and uh, tanking for Big Vic. 
I'm, I'm all in. Well, on that's the move. Yeah. There in France. Yeah. But uh, I love, I love Lonnie Walker, man, for what it's worth. I know everyone else is, Again, for those 12 basketball fans who probably would have thought I'd say I love DeJounte Murray. I do love DeJounte Murray, but Lonnie Walker's my guy in the league right now. I love the way he plays, man. I, he, he plays the way I used to play, um, except can uh, jump a little bit higher. Uh, that, but, uh, man, Lo, uh, Lonnie Walker, if, if, if there's nothing else that we, we take from this entire interview, let it be known that Lonnie Walker, yours truly, is more than happy to play any charity event or anything you got going on. Golf scramble. I don't golf. I hate golf. But if you need somebody, if you need a country music star there. I'm happy to be there, my friend. So you when did you so we we all well, maybe not. We all know. But I know that you did Robin's Dancing on My Own. Oh, yeah. Keep dancing on my own. And I'm just going to dance. Oh. What made you want to uh, actually do that particular song as, as far as like doing a pop cover and how was it perceived and receptive when you did it live for the first time? That is, uh, it's a funny, it's a funny question because I, for a long time have really loved that song and Robin in particular. I remember being young and watching um, Robin on SNL. Same. It, it was, yeah, it was the musical guest for yep. Katy Perry, who was hosting. And I remember seeing that that performance and just being blown away. I think she did like, you know, a somersault on the stage, which mm-hmm. in, in, in 30 Rock, that's not much of a stage. So to to be able to do that is impressive. But so that, that stuck with me. And then, you know, she's got two basically like techno drummers and that's it. But um, I've always loved pop music. I mean, I... Growing up in in Nashville and Tennessee, you know, there's a lot of obviously a lot of gospel, a lot of a lot of contemporary Christian music, and uh, and like country music in general. And so I'm I'm around that all the time. And then it wasn't really until I I was like, uh, you know, uh, gosh, I I didn't start playing music. I'm gonna answer like three different ways here, and we'll figure out which one sounds best in real sounds time. Sounds good. Uh, but but I didn't really start playing like music seriously till I was you know, uh, in my twenties and and I'm Mm -hmm. still in my twenties. So it's, you know, I've not been doing it for a long time, but you know, when I started kind of looking for what, uh, was inspiring, I I always found that, uh, oddly enough, like female pop singers were, were really, really connected with me for whatever reason. Cause I don't know. There, those songs are so simple in, in in certain senses, but then also like super complex. I mean, to write something that's uh, super broad, like dancing on my own, and and have it connect literally at this point across generations. I mean, yep. that is something that that I think is is worth uh, paying homage to. And so, uh, and I've always kind of had this, excuse me, personal rule that uh, it you know any cover that I do is is you know only ever going to be of a uh, by a female singer um just because yeah. i i you know all due respect to the fans of you know towns van zant and leonard cohen and blaze foley and anybody else like i i just think that uh you know like the cat powers in the world and the robins of the world just bring so much more like raw emotional depth at times and that's not to discount anything that any of those other fellows yeah. have written 
Um, but there's just something that is so immediately visceral with some of those songs. And Dancing on My Own is one of them because I mean, that's one that you see the Bachelorette gals on uh, on Broadway, you know, hooting and hollering and jumping and screaming and riding their scooters in the cars in the street while they're singing it. And then, uh, <laughs> and then at the same time, I mean, you have, you know, all sorts of members of the LGBTQ community that that connects to them on a different level. And, and then you got, you know, a goofball like me, who's just like, man, that's a beautiful song. So I think it, 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 it spans so many different uh, groups and appeals in such a broad way that, you know, in a weird roundabout manner, it's, it's actually a, one of the more complex songs that can be out there. So I, I think that answered like half of the question. Well, the, uh, you answered it great. And I think the cool thing about it is uh, you're not playing it as a goof. Like no, when, no, not I, at all. I, I played it because today, even at work, I, uh, we were listening to the original and I was like, y'all need to listen to this. This is the guy I'm talking to today. So we, we played it. Of course, everybody oh, dug it, but they, we kind of said the same thing. We're just like, they're like earnest might be the wrong word, but you didn't play it for a goof. It was, I'm going to oh, take no, it on. It's going to be serious. And, and I think everybody was just like, really, they felt good about the fact that like you still had your own spin on it. Well, well, that's kind of the, that was sort of the fun of it. I mean, and I can't take all the credit. I mean, you know, Chris and Dalton and the long con who mm-hmm. play with me. I mean, they're so freaking good. I, I suck at, at playing guitar to be totally honest, but like, mm-hmm. that's why I have them playing with me they're so good and and it's like i mean if you can you know do it uh, i know i can be goofy and silly sometimes but i mean i i do everything that i do i do uh you know wholeheartedly and earnestly yeah. i mean you know, I'm, i might meme some stuff that you know is just to kind of uh piss in the wind so to speak but uh you know outside of that i mean everything i i think if you know if someone's taking the time to listen to it you got to respect that time that they're taking and and for what it's worth a lot of those pop songs are you know like dancing on my own it's so well known as as one particular form that if you kind of take it and dissect it um without being overly scholarly you know it's kind of a great country song i mean just look oh, yeah. at the lyrics of it i mean like that is i mean you could tell me that uh you know, Loretta Lynn or Patsy Klein wrote that song. If you didn't tell me that it was Robin from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's, you know, I think that's with the covers that we do do, that's, you know, kind of the, the through line is that like, could we hear a, a known country music quantity outside of George truly singing this? And, uh, you know, we, we got another one that that'll be pretty fun. That, uh, is one we've not thought as a song we hadn't thought of in a long time, but it kind of goes with that same ethos, uh, so to speak. Yeah, man, the hollow heads can't wait. Wastoids with will be right back after a brief word from our sponsors. Hey, this is Jason from Wastoids. Have you ever gone to the record store and picked up a record and got it home, put it on your turntable, only to find that it's all hissy and it's got pops and there's smudges all over it? It's a real drag. That's the thing about vinyl. It sounds its best when you're working with a clean record. And that is why I dig Groove Washer. Their products are designed and made in Kansas City, Missouri, right here in the U.S., by people who are as passionate about music and vinyl as you are. Groove Washer offers everything you need to ensure your records sound their best, with cleaning fluids for every available cleaning method, be it manual, vacuum, or ultrasonic if you want to go real in on it. We've got a special deal for Waste Toys listeners, too. Head over to www.groovewasher.com and enter the discount code WASTOIDS10 to get 10% off your record cleaning supplies. 
That's Wastoids10 in all caps. Enter that at checkout at GrooveWasher.com and get 10% off everything you need to keep your vinyl clean and pristine. Thanks, GrooveWasher. Today's your birthday. How old are you now? You know what's funny? <laughs> when you brought up Cat Power, I actually had just a little little fun question. I was saying, uh, when can we expect the R&B side project with you, Love Montage, and Cat Power? <laughs> it is funny. Oh, listen. <laughs> listen I, <laughs> Solomon, I love Solomon. Solomon is... is absolutely one of my favorite uh artists out there and i was thrilled when we got to play that show together here in nashville um i i'm sure he's aware of this one way or another but i you know once whenever we we start like big time touring you know mm-hmm. i i selfishly want solomon to open just because i think his music's so cool and and i know technically it's like well you know it's not country music but i you know there's nothing wrong with, with touring country with country, but uh, I think it's just more interesting to have different types of music. And, and Solomon, yep. I'll tell you what, he's like one of the best DIY artists anywhere, not just Nashville, but anywhere. And he's, he's such a smart and insightful guy that uh, I just can't sing his praises enough, but uh, I trust me. It, we, we were recording uh, earlier this week and I kept bugging him to try and come to the studio and he was busy. <laughs> so I, I think he was out of town, but I, I was like, you sure? Like on the last day, like, hey man, just just so you know, we're we're pretty much done. But like, you want to come in and you know just listen to something that sounds cool to you, and you want to add yeah. to it. You're all for it. And and uh, I think we might be doing a a little more uh, recording here in the nearest future. So uh, you better believe Solomon's going to get a couple more texts from uh, yours truly. To right on. And... Yeah. yeah so anyway, the R and B project would be amazing. I would love that if if he can make. <laughs> I, I I I love. The song, growing up, I loved the song Icebox by Omarion. And I, I like, <laughs> I still, on occasion, like, and I feel like you can hear it in some songs, but especially on, on this new record, I there's some like uh, vocal edits that I do trying to, uh, trying to imitate some of those parts, like those echoes, wistful echoes that he has yeah. at the beginning of the song. Um, but yeah, so that's, <laughs> I don't know. That's that's like my R and B reference point or pinnacle. If I can integrate it into my goofy music, is is Icebox by Omarion. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, um, here's a question from uh, my producer uh, Jason Woodbury. He right. saw he saw that uh, with that it were so simple. It, that's a play on the uh, the Coen Brothers movie Hell Caesar, correct? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. What's your favorite yeah. Coen Brothers movie? Favorite Coen Brothers movie? Ah, man, that's a great question. I, I somewhat recently rewatched Barton Fink, and I remember the first time I watched Barton Fink, I think I was just too young to really kind of yeah. like, like get it. And, and I that has definitely moved up on the uh, on the list, but I don't know. I, I think for what I do. I really, I do truly love No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. and I specifically love like uh, Josh Brolin's Llewellyn character. Yeah, is so such a so basically so like spineless and just <laughs> like, but also like falls ass backwards into getting out of the like out of right. the clutches of, of Anton Chigurh that. I identify with that quite a bit because I feel like I fall ass backwards in the things and just like, okay, well, I gotta, you know, I gotta roll with it. But, uh, 
I mean, that's like, you know, the pinnacle, but I really do love Hail Caesar. I think, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the McCarthyism of it all and the, uh, you know, even just the, the, I, I'm forgetting what, uh, Rafe Fiends' director character's name is, but his absolute, uh, disgust with Alden Ehrenrich's, uh, struggle with his country accent is <laughs> is so funny to me just because i you know it's a uh, occupational hazard in a way being from certain places and uh man truly the wood that it were so simple scene is like top i mean top five cinema scenes in, in my book and then also just you know george clooney's again hapless idiot character if you can't tell i really identify and love the hapless <laughs> idiot in all the coen right. brothers movies <laughs> and uh it's just it's just so, like people who cannot get a grip on like you know uh, but they're uh, trying just, yeah like you know just because you think you're grease doesn't mean you're going to be able to squeeze squeeze through the uh the, the bars ahead of the gates of heaven or anything like that so mm-hmm. that's uh yeah I, I always get a kick out of that but i, I love the coen brothers and uh, i haven't seen the the Denzel uh, Macbeth. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet, yet. but uh, but that's only we'll get there. Half the Coen Brothers, yeah. So yes, it don't count. So another uh, big time duo was when you went on tour with Orville Peck. How yes. that how yeah. that get going, and how was that experience? Oh my gosh, uh, that is. If there are two things that are true about yours truly, I will do anything and everything in my power to bring up the fact that I love basketball in hopes that the off chance someone from the uh, election committee of the NBA celebrity all-star game is, uh, <laughs> is listening in. And the other, the, the second thing is that I will go to my grave singing Orville Peck's uh, uh, praises because I, he, I, I am certain that, that yours truly would not be here talking to you today if it were not for the, uh, the kindness and the, uh, the tasteful acuity of uh, one Mr. Orville Peck. Um, yeah. Orville is, is truly, whether he realizes it or not, he is a mentor to yours truly. I mean, he's like big yeah. brother all the way. And, uh, he is so, uh, overly accessible to, to myself and, and many other people like Emily Nenny, Teddy and the Rough Riders, um, you know, anyone and everyone that is kind of in his, let's call it circumstance. Um, and, uh, I mean, he is, he is so kind and lifts people up. I mean, he is, he's the embodiment of, uh, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, you know, again, when I was working in the media side of things, I would get like a, a hundred emails a day from publicists saying, Hey, you know, do you want to come out to this show and see this person? We'll come out to that show and see that person. And, uh, I got one from uh, whoever was his publicist at the time. And, and they said, Hey, you know, you want to come out and see this, this fellow Orville Peck. And excuse me, at the time I hadn't really listened to him. And, and mm-hmm. but I was like, well, I thought he's on sub pop and he does country music. Like that's, right. that's a little different. So I, uh, I was like, yeah, I'll take a listen. And I was like, man, this is cool. And so I hit up uh, Chris who plays guitar with me, uh, leader of the long con. Um, and I said, Hey man, um, you ever heard of this Orville Peck guy? And he was like, no, I haven't. And I was like, well, take a listen. And, and I was like, I really like Buffalo Run. That's a cool song. And that's like his one fast song on exactly. that record, which and, <laughs> and, and it, and, I mean, like, I feel like all of, all of my songs one way or another, like they start to speed up. Mm-hmm. And we, just, we just like to run a lot, run around on stage like a bunch of fools. But, uh, but yeah, so we went to the show and, and it was at a place that sadly is no longer in existence in Nashville called the High Watt. 
it's like 120 cap or something. Um, oh, wow. And it was, it was a sellout. And, and ironically enough, Teddy and the Rough Riders were the local opener. And I don't think they knew them. I think the venue just set them up. They're like, yeah, okay, we got these guys. Um, and uh, at that time, you know, we had not really started playing out around town. This would have been like 2019. And uh, so, you know, he finishes the show. And, and again, the, the sweetheart that he is, he went to the merch table and was taking pictures and signing, you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, signing autographs and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and in my head, I thought, well, I'll just go get a picture with him. You know, I'll, I'll bet, I mean, in not so kind terms of myself, I was clout chasing. I was just like, all right, this yeah. guy's buzzy. I'm going to, I'm going to get my picture with him and make people think that we're friends. And uh, so, <laughs> so uh, Chris took the picture of us together. I took the picture of Chris and him together. And uh, then he signed Chris's vinyl. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't loaded the way that, uh, that Chris Out here was. buying vinyl on the, on the street. <laughs> yeah, buying vinyl at the show. I mean, like, you know, and we parked, you know, like six blocks away. So I was like, you know, someone's going to take that from you. And uh, mm-hmm. so anyway, he, you know, I posted the photo and he, uh, he, I, I told him, I said, Hey man, um, you know, I think you're, you're really cool. And I kind of do a similar thing. And, uh, you know, it's, and, and I just, uh, it's real nice to see people doing something else, you know, something that works, that's a little more kind of earnest and, and meaningful and, and yeah. yours truly the guys. And, and then that was kind of, you know, from that point on, I mean, we kind of uh, struck up a friendship and then next time he was in town, we hung out and, and then truly, I mean, anything that, that yours truly has done with Orville Peck, uh, quite literally has i have never asked him for anything and he has has just truly been out of the goodness of his heart and i mean i've gotten to god i mean you know tour sold out shows in massive rooms that that never would have thought we would have played and so early on and got to be in a music video with shania twain and evil and and miss miss toto and jada essence hall and i mean these like you know icons of the modern day and and you know, I'm just running around, jumping up and down on stage, thinking it looks funny to see someone who's about six and a half feet tall dancing around in some <laughs> you know, tight pants, uh, <laughs> singing stupid songs about money. And uh, yeah, so I, I that's a that's a bit of a a, a breathy answer, but uh, yeah, Orville Peck. I mean, yours truly owes borderline anything and everything, any success that I have to him, and I'm happy to do it. I always say I've got an eternal IOU that. Uh, I never intend on paying back the Orville Pack, so yeah. I'm grateful for that. Well, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm glad you uh, gave a couple extra seconds to talk to me, man. Yeah, it was, it yeah, was sorry dope. for it was dope. rambling on. I, I don't mean to take up. It's time. what I needed. It's what I needed. It was my time. Hey, I'm happy to help you. <laughs> All right, brother. It was good talking to you. I'll see you again. All right, man. I'll see you soon. Peace. Big thanks to Dale for hanging with us. He'll be performing September 3rd at the Tour de Fat in Fort Collins, Colorado. Got something you want to holler at Wastoids about? Give us a ring at one wastoids You can find more music, art, cult podcasts, and videos and designs over at wastoids.com. Wastoids.